Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And this may be the last episode of the show ever because I might get canceled. Danielle might divorce me. Who knows? But all of those things are a possibility. Everything's Deeply. on the table. I'm I have something burning in my soul. I cannot lie to you guys about how I feel. <sighs> Simone Biles, number one gymnast of all time. The Michael Jordan, the Tiger Woods, the Serena Williams of gymnastics. Quit on the team and herself at the biggest stage. And I thought immediately, what if LeBron got to game six of the NBA finals or Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods was on the 17th hole of the masters. And they said, this is too much pressure for me. I, I can't deal with this anymore. I need to leave. You know, and and you feel, and I think there's two things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about Simone Biles, and I also want to talk about my personal fear and uh, in discussing this from this perspective, because there has been this overwhelming rush to be super supportive of her. And I know for a fact that there is another side. There are people who think other things, but we are generally afraid to say it because we'll be attacked by the people who are supporting her. But Danielle, life gives you hard things. Sports gives you difficult moments. Quitting in those difficult moments is not courageous. Sometimes you have to power through very difficult moments. And I'm, 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 I'm really torn with how the world has rushed to support and call courageous something that, you know, I don't see, I don't see prioritizing her mental health when this is her life. She has spent years building toward this moment. She is a gymnast talking now about like, well, there's other things in life. and. She has the right to, I mean, what? 
she doesn't owe us anything is one of the big rallying cries from the folks who want to defend her. And absolutely, she does not owe the fans anything. But does she not owe her teammates? Does she not owe herself after the years of working toward this moment? Does she not owe her country? And I don't mean that in an abstract way. I mean like all the coaches and people who paid and worked and sweated and gave her attention and and a space to be able to become the greatest gymnast of all time. All these people, including her, put all this effort into her being here. And to walk away at this moment, the biggest stage, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it as courageous. Are, are you finished? No, I'm not finished, but you can jump in. Oh, okay. Um, so, first of all, I am so taken aback, <laughs> Dore, and so utterly disgusted. With everything that you just said. And I honestly, it doesn't take much to disgust me this these days. Facts. But here, but but here's the thing. First, I dare anyone to have shouldered not one but two Olympic teams. Knowing what we know about what it is that that what it is, shouldering, what it is that Simone Biles became the face of. Larry Nasser, the gymnastics monster doctor, her, the Association of Gymnastics, her coaches, everyone fucking failed every single one of these young women. And she became the face of the entire movement around Larry Nasser and the fact that he was a monster and had hundreds of accomplices that allowed him to continue his sexual abuse and emotional abuse of these girls. To say that the only reason why. Simone is not walking away, but deciding to be done at this particular moment because she is placing her mental health, her emotional stability ahead of a medal, which she already has, goat status, which she has already earned time and time again. To say that she is doing it because she can't quote unquote withstand pressure when she was being sexually abused and performing at feats that only people can fucking imagine, to turn around and to say that her deciding in this particular moment with everything that she has going on, which we do not know, but we know that piece, and that piece in and of itself should have been enough to be like, you know what? She also trained for the Olympics in the same facility that she had been abused in. So gets to be re-traumatized over and over again. We have no idea. Not to mention the people who we walk past on the street, we don't know what they're experiencing. But this young woman, we know one of the most personal and traumatic experiences that any woman could ever go through to become the face of it and then to decide what? 
that you're not going to win some type of fucking Olympic pool right now that you like put in money on that you don't get to jump up and down I on your couch care. right now? About, that see, like see 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 yeah, see th- this that, no, 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 no 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 you're doing because two things men- you're doing two things because there. mental you health are, you are, is you, so incredibly important you are making it a much bigger thing which i see a lot of people doing saying she's extremely tough and she has proven her mental toughness over and over and over fact i am not questioning her character i am not questioning her legacy she remains the greatest gymnast of all time but whatever happened in the past in terms of winning with a broken foot, winning with this, winning with this problem, in this moment, she set a goal for herself. She spent years building toward it. She got here and she got what they have referred to as the yips. If you watched her initial, her three or four initial jumps and vaults and these sort of things, she was terrible. She's falling all over the place. She was not she was losing her place in the air, not able to do her things at all. She was terrible relative to Simone Biles. She was terrible. That's a form of choking. I mean, like we've seen this in other sports where the second baseman is suddenly, after years of mastering the sport, unable to throw to first base and he's throwing it into the stands. That is a so, form so, of so choking. Torre, but- so, Torre, you know what is going on in the mind of Simone Biles? And that you can say with definitive fact, like, oh, you're just choking. You, you're you not even trying to understand what could be causing it because that doesn't just fucking happen. It's not just fear. And the assumption that you're making is that, oh, the spotlight is just too big and she is afraid of something. Here's the other That's piece. That's what no, she has because said. Here, because here's the other piece. Unlike, let's say, oh, I don't know, running track or tennis or... Um, any sport that doesn't involve you catapulting your body through the air, that if you are not pristine, you could end up paralyzed from, if you are not mentally in motion, like this is not fucking running the basketball down the court and shooting it. And, oh, I fell down and I hurt my fucking ankle. It's like, no, I don't land right. I could break my back and never be able to walk again. So aside from all of that, She doesn't owe anybody anything. And you don't get to say how long she has been working in order to get to a place to then decide that her mental health is more important. She doesn't owe anybody anything. She doesn't owe anybody anything refers to the fans. She got here with her teammates, with her coaches, with herself. She owes herself, her teammates, and her coaches to go out and do the best she can. Now, she was not able to perform that. And at some level, it's like, okay, guys, I'm not here. I'm not able to perform. I need to step away. I need to give somebody else a chance because I'm pulling the team down. But she's just, she's not just another player. She is the alpha leader. And you have a responsibility. being and the responsibility that you have as a human being. And I don't give a fuck what your talent is. The only responsibility that you have as a human is to make sure that you are okay, right? That you can show up every day. Do you think that she is not, that she is not in some place like wondering, yeah, this is my last Olympics. I am 24 years old. The idea that she is going to be around at 28 
right? Being able to do the things that she can do is slim. And people thought that before the last time around and she outshined them and showed up. And so I, I just, I don't understand why we think that we own these people. Nobody's like, saying that we, we own Like, why we think we own them. celebrities, we no own athletes. we own like, them. Like, we get to dictate you... how and when they should be able to be brutalized for our entertainment, whether it be emotionally it's, or physically. See, it's not about me. It's not about you owe me anything. You owe yourself you owe your teammates, right? That you will go and perform the best that you can. And see, part of this for me and for a lot of other people who are afraid to say it, there is the soft bigotry of low expectations, right? For certain people. And the notion that she wants to put her emotions ahead of what is basically her job, that she wants to put that she wants to put her feelings ahead of sports is like well it's okay for her we would we would never say that about lebron or michael jordan or tiger woods or or even serena quitting at the highest level when it's too much pressure i can't do it you guys like this is, I mean, like, I, life I, gives you way, hard things. It You're is, not it supposed is, to walk away. Shocking. It is shocking to me, Torway, the way that you are minimalizing mental health, the way that you are, like, just shrugging it off as if everyone need to just go through life fucking grinning and bearing it. Like, that's not what the fuck life is about. And especially as Black women that have to grin and bear every fucking thing this society has to place on us for you to minimize that feeling and have no idea, no idea what it is like to be in a body that is consistently under somebody else's fucking microscope, let alone at the level that Simone Biles is under everyone's microscope to make a decision about your life, not what it is that you can fucking do, but who you are as a person. Do you understand why people say that it's brave, but you do not? Because the way that you are minimizing emotion, oh, and feelings. Yeah, we are human beings that are made up of emotions and feelings and pain and trauma and anxiety and stress and rage and all of these different emotions. Maybe you're able to compartmentalize and all of the people that are out there with their chatter about how, you know, you should do this and you should do that. You should observe yourself, right? And figure out like why it is that we all have to adapt to this kind of grind culture that is seeking to erase our humanity, right? To make us have to function in this, in this system that all they want is output, 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 right? Like, and then I choose to put something inside me, right? For me and preserve this. And somehow, like, I'm the problem? The, I, I, it, is, it is outrageous to me. It is outrageous to me how, how people are having this conversation right now. And you know what? The folks who are applauding her get, I believe, the fact that we don't have conversations about mental health in this country. We, it is fine. If she were to have, in one of those stumbles, broken her ankle, and had to have been taken out, you would have been like, oh, well, you know, that sucks. You know, that's terrible. She broke an ankle. 
But like somehow we're supposed to always perform with broken spirits. Somehow we're always supposed to supposed to perform if we're broken mentally. But just because I can't bleed for you, like I'm still supposed to do a jig. I'm I think that that is too much. This this it's too much. This show. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions. Questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. as part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. I respect that gymnastics has a particular danger in that you could hurt yourself very badly if you are not paying attention, if you are unable to focus, and that gymnastics is unique in that way perhaps maybe only like race car driving and boxing are like putting you like on the edge of like serious life damage uh, for a long term. Um, if you're like just a little unfocused. So I respect that. I do. I just am troubled by the sense that 
you know, that it's okay to walk away. And I don't want to minimize feelings, but I also know that we can, we can shape our feelings. We can change our feelings in ways that we can't, like, if you break your leg, there's nothing you can do. You got, you're, you're, you're stuck for six months until the bones heal. But feelings do change, right? I mean, like, people move through feelings all the time. You know, a lot of the a lot of work that I have done talks about, like, if you're feeling something bad, sit in it because it, you, in the knowledge that if you embrace it, it will change. So that you are feeling bad. You know, I mean, it's fairly common to see an athlete say, I was feeling really bad about myself at the beginning, but I persevered. And things changed, and I got into the game, and I started feeling better about myself. I gained my confidence as I was going along. Obviously, this seems to be more drastic than that. But, I mean, where would we be in society if it was cool to walk away when things were really hard for you? Especially when you are the leader. You are the one that we look to on the team. And, you know, I don't like the minimization of sports as if, like, well, it's just sports. It's like, it's an incredibly important aspect of life. It is the thing that this individual has dedicated her life to. She is not a weekend warrior. This is incredibly important to her and all the people around her. And- so pause for a second, Torre. So if this is so incredibly important and the thing that she has been working for and the thing that she has done since she learned how to walk, let's pause for a moment and imagine what could make it so absolutely difficult for you to be able to do the very thing that you have dedicated your life to do. You act as if that is just a willy-nilly decision. Like, I can just, you know, walk it's away from, not, no, no, it's no. It's not because willy you, Because nilly. you just literally laid out how, if you were to actually look at it from her perspective, what it is, how she could be feeling in such a way that, the thing that she has spent her whole life sacrificing for, she needs to she needs to walk away from. So imagine that. I don't just like I don't it's know. like it's unfathomable. I don't know for, what's going on in her any more than you do. I know the things that she's said that she's talked about this week, this month has been very stressful. Being the face of the games is very stressful. Um you know, this period has been very hard. That's what she keeps saying. Perhaps in a week or a month or a year, she'll unveil more of the story and it'll become more clear. I, I just, I, I, I don't want to come off as if I'm criticizing her. It is more the- I, I think we're too late for The that. rush to, to the, the, the comment around her is extremely one-sided and saying, this is courageous, this is so great, 
this is so fantastic that she is prioritizing this over the thing that she's been prioritizing for years. And the many of us who are like, no, she choked. It's cool. It happens. But like she choked are feel like we can't really say anything because the other side is like, oh my God, you're a horrible person for saying that, for not applauding somebody who decided to walk away. You walked away. I mean, like from, you know, it was like, like you don't quit the game. I mean, like I, you know, I've, I was reminded of teaching my daughter when she's five or six to ride a bicycle. And, you know, she was on the lip of getting it, but hadn't quite gotten it, but she was close to getting it. And I'm like, keep going. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. And she was upset and she was crying. And her mother was there, my wife, and she was saying, maybe we should stop. And I said, maybe you should go in the house because we're going to get this. And we kept going. And a few minutes later, she broke through and she got it. And she kept, and then she was like, now I know how to ride a. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Bike. And I was like, if we had stopped because she was crying, because it's hard, maybe to this day she wouldn't know how to ride a bike. Because every time I get to that point, I'm upset, and we let's just bail out. And I'm like, no, like, no, we don't bail out because things are hard. That is not some courageous thing. And I just, I feel like there is there is another side to this that, you know, this is the first time I felt like when the right talks about a woke mob, they weaponize that and they use that term in very flimsy ways. But there is some sliver of truth to it, to where those of us who are like, she choked. Can we not say that? Can we not call it that? Can we not be down with her quitting? Can we not call quitting courageous? We're like, we can't say anything. Because we'll be attacked. And this is a part of modern society that there are people who are like, I can't say what I really believe because I'll be attacked, so I'll just be quiet. I mean, I'm reminded of when Queen and Slim came out, which I loved. But there were a bunch of people who, prominent people who were like, hated that movie, can't say anything, 
because it's two or three black women at the helm don't want to be attacked by that. So I'll just say nothing. And I'm like, this is where we are. That a bunch of us are like, can't we can't say what we really think because I I just in my heart I know I, a place where you where your opinion is is being spewed right now and you could you could go to Fox and sit down with Laura uh, you know, and Tucker and talk know, about all the ways in which and I Simone know. Biles is a is a quitter and and you could absolutely you know talk about. Uh, mental health and emotional instability in very flimsy ways. I think that in, without, I think that, I think that there are places you could absolutely find I think that intentionality comfort. is important, and I don't make this point without respect for black women, respect for female athletes, respect for mental health. Um, you know, they make that argument without all those things. It's another chance to kick a black person. Um, it's another chance to call mental health a cop-out. I'm not calling it a cop-out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say something that is much more nuanced than that. And I feel like the screaming about, not that you're screaming, but the general screaming about like, this is so great and courageous, just blots out the chance to be like, I think this is more nuanced than this is so great and courageous. I think it's more nuanced than, you know, she choked and decided to quit her job. And so we can agree to disagree on this, which is so atrocious, because I wish that I had a degree in psychology and, you know, uh, and had a degree in you know, working with people with mental illness, depression, all of these things. But what I can say is that I so deeply appreciate um, Naomi and Simone for deciding that they are going to choose themselves because for them being able to do that at the highest, at the pinnacle and saying that I'm choosing me and I'm going to allow the noise to be what the noise is because it always is. So I'm going to choose my mental fitness, my health, my happiness, right? Um, and I will perform when I'm ready to do so. And when I feel fit to do so, and that be their choice, they are setting an example for Black women for who are always told, always applauded for their strength. It doesn't matter that you don't rest. It doesn't matter that you're constantly doing. It doesn't matter that you're everybody's backbone and including the entirety of this country, right? You're just supposed to keep grinding and doing it and doing it with a fucking smile on your face. I commend them and I hope that their stance um, right now helps to liberate so many more women, black women, brown women, um, who are told that they can't rest and they are undeserving and that they owe somebody something when they do not. Do you think that LeBron walking away in game six would get the same response? Do you think people would cheer him for prioritizing his mental health when he is too much pressure, you guys? I'm done. Are you injured? No, no. I'm just, this is too much pressure. Again, 
your dismissal that it's dismissing. too much pressure. Your dis your that's what she said. That's what we're talking the fact about. That like, oh, it's just you know what have you. And I was listening to who today? Dominique Dawes was listening to Michael Phelps, um, who has come out uh, courageously to talk about his own depression, to talk about his own anxiety, um, and applauding uh, Simone Biles for doing what she needed to do in order to keep herself uh, safe. If LeBron James had done that, uh, I think that there would be the same community of people that are applauding Simone, that were applauding Naomi, and the same group of people that are like, shut up and dribble. You know, because we are not an empathetic society, right? You need to be bloody. You need to be in tears. You need to be broken, especially as a black woman, for anyone to pay attention to you. And when they do, that is really just trauma. You know, you know, it's really common. You know, it's really common in entertainment. And I mean, singing and the theater stage fright crippling stage fright even someone like barbara streisand has talked about this major stars have talked about it. before they go on they are terrified they are frightened as hell they go out they don't say i don't feel good i'm not going to perform they go out and when and they I, get I, out I don't, they, i'm just so confused about you like even the language that you just used, they don't get to who the fuck is stopping them. Like that's the language that they use. They don't get to quit. They don't get not to do whoever. Who is dictating the terms? Right? Who is deciding? This is about so much more, right? Than just, oh, you don't get to, you don't they, fucking they, own me. They don't, it's not about owning you, but they feel bad. And they do it anyway, because they know that I can overcome this just because I feel bad in this moment does not mean I will feel bad in the future. I can change this. I can rally. I can get to my highest self, even though I feel bad now. This is extremely common in entertainment. I bet it's more common in sports than we know. Uh, And, you know, just... The the rallying of this is so courageous. I'm like, I just don't, I don't see it. And I don't, and I know there are, I know I have spoken to them. There are a lot of people who agree with me. And it's super easy to demonize me and to say, oh my God, you're a horrific person for saying that. And I hate that, you know, that that it's so easy. But like, there's there's a lot of people who are like, I don't know. Doesn't seem courageous to me. I don't know. I, I, you know, life gives you hard things. Sports gives you hard things. You're supposed to keep going. I don't, and I, again, I will say, says who? Like, I, I don't know. Where would we be as a society over if every my time movements and my got, life? Every time somebody got to something hard. Maybe we would set up better systems so that people don't feel like they have to be broken under them. Maybe that would be the radical thing that we would do. Instead of telling people that they should just, you know, swallow it and push through, maybe we would create systems and so you wouldn't have to, right? That we actually gave a shit about people, but I forget where we are. I forget what planet we're on. I don't know. I think courage is facing down fear. 
Mm-hmm. I disagree <laughs> with literally everything that you have said because I can't think of anything more courageous than standing up under a spotlight and becoming the face of sexual abuse and then putting on a leotard, twirling and jumping in the air, proving once again that you are just beyond reproach in your field to then decide in a moment after all of those years, testimony, this, that, and the other thing, and whatever else you're dealing with your life that we don't know about, that to decide that, you know what, I'm worth it and beyond the spotlight, like I want to love who I am, be who I am, stand in that. I I don't know what's not courageous about that. I really don't. But, you know, then there's you. Then there's you. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. The uh, final episode. I, <laughs> the series finale. <laughs> I'm Tore. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we'll be back next week if I'm still alive. Mm. <laughs> See the, in the tweets. If the pitchforks have not taken me down. If I haven't been lynched. <laughs> <laughs>